Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of EO Fire, and you're listening to It's All an Act podcast with Jazz, Tom, Lucy, and Anna, helping to uncover the world of amateur theater and sometimes saying words backwards. You must be prepared to ignite. It's All An Act Podcast. Hello, hello. I am your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with my co-host, Tom Hazelden. Hello. How are you? Yeah, not bad, you? Yeah, good, good. good. And we're also here with the uh, not-so-ugly sisters. How are we doing, ladies? Very well. Good. Good, good. Today is very special because we have a double guest. Woohoo! Our first <laughs> double guest. <laughs> yeah. our, first, our, first, uh, our first pair yeah. as guests. We have. We've got sore knees already because they're a bit too cramped. In, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry about They that. might not last long. It might be a short podcast. Yes. <laughs> so our guests today are Nick Card and Paul Strickland. Hello. Hello. How are you? Um, yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Thank you. Good, good. So we'll start off with some questions. Over to you, Tom. Lovely. So... Usually when we have one guest, we do, uh, I, I ask you the question and then you, uh, you do the answer. So what we'll do today is I'll, uh, I'll ask the question and then uh, I'll go probably Paul first and then, and then Nick second, if that, if that makes sense. Cool. Um, so the first question that, I, that we asked you guys was uh, the favourite part that you've ever played. So Paul, start with you. Oh, I should say Colonel Pickering. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> with you, Tom. Good I really, answer. really should say that. But. Um, I did a, a, a version of Jack the Ripper years ago, and there's a the character called Montague Druitt in that. Not much singing, not much dancing, but I don't know. I just remember it was a really fun production. It was a great cast, and everybody was really happy and relaxed, and just it was a good time and I enjoyed doing it. Lovely. Cool. I've heard Jack the Ripper's very good, but I've yet to hear anything from it or, or see it. I'd like to see a production of it, though. And then, uh, same again. What was the, the favourite part you've ever played, Nick? Okay, um, a few years back, I played a character called John Barsad. Uh, that was in A Tale of Two Cities. Uh, that was the Newbridge Mac Society version at the Watermill Theatre. And uh, yeah, Watermill's a wonderful place to, to play. Um, and yeah, I very much enjoyed, enjoyed the role. It was, um, well, I found it quite liberating because I could be horrible. It's more fun to play a, a yeah, bit of yeah, yeah. It's also everything I can't yeah. do in real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Um when did you when did you start forming, Paul? Uh two thousand and three. It was kind of uh, quite late in life really for me, uh, being being one of the mature <laughs> of the uh, of the ensemble. But uh I I'd kind of given up doing another hobby that took a lot of time and was looking for something to do. I was absolutely convinced that I was going to be pushing scenery around black, uh, backstage wearing a wearing a black t-shirt, um, but I I forgot or I didn't know that if you're breathing in a bloke in a musical, <laughs> you're on stage. You end up That's on stage. Yeah. 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 How foolish you are! <laughs> yeah, I soon learned. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, and Nick, what about you? Right. Well, if you're talking about Andram Productions and the last sort of three or four years. Um, however, I'm also a performance poet. So if we can stretch that to performing poetry, yeah, then about, oh, about 20 years. Wow. wow. Um, yeah, about that, yeah. Um, nice. On and off with, you know, but not consistently. But yes, I've done a fair amount of performing on stage in one way or another. Um, well, I say stage uh, poetry is mostly open mic to about three people. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what, I know what you mean. Um, wh- why do you perform, Paul? 
Why? Tell us why. It's a challenge for me. Um, I don't feel I'm a natural performer. It's something I have to, I feel I have to work at. Um, And I just like part of the process of building things. And building a show is a complex and difficult thing to do. And, you know, when it, at the end, when it all comes together, there's a real kind of buzz to it. Mm. And you you get that feedback. But to me, primarily, it's a challenge. Yeah. That I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Awesome. And Nick, same for you. Um, I think, I think escapism uh, is quite a big thing for, for me with the performing. Uh, it's even performing poetry, even though it's me performing, it's not really me. It's kind of a mm. hyper version of yeah, me yeah, yeah. performing. And I like that kind of, I don't know, it's almost alternative reality kind of thing when you're on, when you're on stage. It's or like a, just behind a out, the out of body experience, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, um, it's like you're in a film kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's, um, so I, I enjoyed that, that escapism. Also, there's the social side of it. I met quite a few friends through, uh, and drama sort of poetry things. It's just creative stuff in general. Um, so yeah, all of those things, you know, and also like Paul was saying about the, the, the challenge of it and just trying to bring characters to life on stage. It's always very interesting going through that process and just working that out. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. Definitely. Cool. Um, your big ambition in life, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love this question. Oh. This, this is deeply sad. I, I lived in the States for a while and got to travel around quite a lot. And I have this bizarre thing in my head that I'd actually like to visit all the US states. Um, and we go back for holidays and to visit friends. And I've managed to get 32 ticks on the list of so far. Which, bizarrely, is, is significantly more than most Americans ever make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. And, you know, it, I don't know, probably never achieve it. North Dakota is going to be the problem because I've kind of been everywhere around it and <laughs> on its own, stuck in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but no, we go back. We, we're due to go again next year. Probably tick a few more off. Awesome. That would be very cool. So um, and what about you, Nick? Right. Um, the thing with ambitions, um, I, I don't really have much in the way of career ambitions now. I've uh, sort of reached a point where I think, well, that's, I say that's it, you know, I, I'm not really looking to, to aspire to anything there. Um, otherwise, outside of that, um, ambitions, well, I know, <laughs> can I make a soppy comment? Go for it. <laughs> um, probably just to find love. Fair that's enough. Nice. That's really nice. Yeah, sorry about that. One. <laughs> no, no, nothing wrong with that. It's very important. Absolutely. It's yeah. Good ambition. Um, cool. Uh, do you have any other hobbies or interests, Paul, or are you just, uh, <laughs> or is, is is musical theatre your life? No, I'm, I'm afraid that would be overrating a bit. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm retired now, so I kind of have a lot of time to myself. I'm a techie. I enjoy. Build designing and building stuff. So Paul actually built the the set for the production of My Fair Lady. My Fair Lady, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can see some pictures of the set on the um on the. I think there might be someone that it's on that Facebook page or us in front of it at least. Yeah. But yeah, so and it, it was it was really cool. Yeah. No, I, yeah. that, that's the sort of stuff. Whether it's small scale stuff or big scale stuff, you know, electronics, computer stuff, or or big big stagey stuff. I just like building stuff. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, same for you. Well, we mentioned performing. I suppose the other big one for me is writing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I write, I mentioned poetry. Um, I sort of do plays and, um, I have written your short story as well. Um, in fact, the play that we're doing, which we'll probably talk about in a moment, um, <laughs> is, was originally a short story. Oh, really? Sort of, sort of developed from there. So yeah, I think writing is like my main hobby, passion, yeah. pastime. Um, otherwise, um, all sorts of stuff from, I don't know, um, I see radio, reading, uh, Pretty ladies and boomerang throwing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't think we've had that one before. <laughs> Great. Uh, 
Uh, what was the other question we had? Um, have you met any famous people? That was the one. I talked to George Martin, Beatles producer, in the lift once. Wow. That was amazing. I, I, work, I worked in the same building as Air Studios um, for, a, for a couple of years, and that we had a common lift. So people would come in the office and say, oh, I've just been in the lift with Elton John. Yeah. But the only person I got in the lift with was George Martin, who was very pleasant <laughs> wow. and polite. And it was a kind of an honour, really. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what about you? Um, well, let's see. There's, uh, I met Bill Bailey after a show in Newbury. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, it was just kind of like a handshake and photo thing. But yeah, that was, that was great. And I also met... Actually, in person, I might have a bit of a conversation with him. Uh, Barry Cryer, you know, the writer? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, I remember he, we had a bit of a chat because at that time I was looking, I was going to be a comedy writer. This was like in my early 20s. And I remember him saying, writing is a heartbreaking business. <laughs> and it kind of stuck in my mind because yeah. uh, I've met a few other, uh, well, I do know some people actually do it professionally and they say, yes, it really does wear people down. So, uh, yeah, that, that was, uh, that was an experience. Oh, that was a nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah. And also that same day, I don't know how, famous it may not be a famous name but he was to me it was somebody called Jeffrey Perkins who at that point was the head of BBC comedy and he was the producer of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy oh wow um, the original radio version so I had a chat with him he said oh, that was great I was, um, enjoyed uh, meeting him brilliant cool um, last question from me uh, do you have any pre-show rituals no, just avoiding the makeup ladies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't particularly like wearing makeup on stage but I know it's kind of something you have to do but uh, if I can get away with it Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, what about you, Nick? Um, I, I just try to get to the church on time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I find that, that that's at least the secret too. Like, actually, I think, I think I think it's Woody Allen who said that ninety percent of success is just turning up. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just try and do that. I can understand that. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. That's all the questions from me. Anyway, over to awesome. over to Jasmine. So, if you could play any part ever, what would it be? Can be one you've already played. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you played your dream part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I directed Acorn Antiques, the musical, and there's a, the, there's a kind of significant male part in that, um, whose name I've completely forgotten for the time being. Um, <laughs> and that's a real fun part to play. I didn't play it in the in the version I directed, but I'd, I'd have liked to have done because it's just funny. It's just really funny. Um, but, yeah, it's about as far as it goes. But. Nice. Nick? Hmm. Okay. Um, so I think immediately leaving out. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Are you familiar with the play Waiting for Godot? Uh, yep. Uh, well, well Godot's a nice easy one to play. You sit backstage and watch everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Okay. Somebody, somebody unpleasant. Um, I know, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, something I could just be completely nasty. I like doing that on stage. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Just playing the yeah. uh, playing the villain. Yeah, just all get, get away anger and frustration out. Yeah, no. like that. I like that. <laughs> okay, and another question: If your life was a musical, what would it be called? And I must take your first answer, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I love this question. Oh, Lordy. Um. More luck than judgment. Nice. Very cool. Because that's that's pretty true. (laughs) (laughs) And Nick. Um. So just to be actually musical. No, 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 not real. Yeah, I think um, out to lunch. Out to lunch. (laughs) Nice. 
So is that because you go out to lunch a lot? Or? That's just my state of mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, that's all for the questions. The real reason you are here is to play our amazing game, oh. Reverse Rehearsal. Okay. <laughs> and we do it via Tom versus Guest. Tom versus Guest. Guest. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah guests today it will be. So, Tom... You need to step up to the plate. There's uh, oh. <laughs> two against one today. Yeah, there's two against one today. So uh, let's play right. Reversal Rehearsal. Reversal Rehearsal. Reversal Rehearsal. So, would you like to hear the rules? Go on then. Tom, over to you. Here we go. <clears throat> So, a few rules for reversal rehearsal. I'll explain the game very briefly. Uh, Jazz has pre-recorded himself saying the name of a show. He has then reversed that clip. So, for example, Into the Woods reversed becomes... We then have to try and imitate what we've heard. Jazz will then reverse the clip of us speaking, and hopefully it should sound like the original title of the show. So, for example, becomes Into the Woods. And there's two clips there from our pilot episode. We get three listens before we can attempt to repeat it, and that is a very brief outline of the game. Good luck. So, (laughs) does that make make sense? (laughs) Tom goes first to... uh, Show you how it's done. And it also puts him at, puts a, at a disadvantage. A disadvantage but <laughs> Our additional rule is if you can guess what the show is in its reversed form, you'll get an extra point for Ooh, the guest team. Bonus point. So, There's uh, two points you, up for grabs, but today because there's two of you, <laughs> two of you, you have to make a joint decision points. on the yeah. No. Yeah, joint, yeah, joint, joint decision, yeah. Two heads are better than one and all that. That's so, fine, uh, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, that would put you at a real disadvantage, yeah, <laughs> Okay. Tom, are you ready? I am. Here's your first listen. Your name is quite short today. <laughs> it's your second listen. Your name. And your third and final listen. Your name. Tom, I need your reversal rehearsal. Your name. It's quite good. Oh, we'll see. Nice. We'll see. You're doing really, really hard ones right, recently. Yeah. When we first started, they were relatively easy. <laughs> it's, it's, what getting, is that? They're getting super hard now. <laughs> Do you know what? This show doesn't sound anything like the show it is backwards at all. Like some some weeks, uh, you can almost hear the yeah. show backwards, but this one have, sounds nothing that? like. No idea. Okay. Right. Nick and Paul, who's going to go first? Oh, thanks for that. Nick has been nominated. Okay, Nick, you get three listens, and then I need your reversal rehearsal. Your first listen, your name, and your second listen, your name, and your third and final listen, your name, Nick. I need your reversal rehearsal. Right, your name. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Good. Ah. I'm really I, trying I to do it, it backwards. Right, Paul, you're up next. You get three more listens. Yeah. Your first listen. Your name. Your second listen. Your name. And your third and final listen. Your name. Paul, I need your reversal rehearsal. I nom name. It's going to be close this week, I think. It is oh going to be gosh. very close this week. 
So, ladies, who's going first? It's my turn. It's your turn. So, having two guests has put you at an advantage because you've got an extra three listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's, what's yeah. three times four? Twelve. Twelve yeah. listens you get before your turn, listens. Anna. Yeah. Jam your turn. But okay. we're not playing the game, Nick and Paul, just so you know. We just do it for fun. They just do it for fun. So we're yeah, not in the so. running. because um, just hanging out. <laughs> the first few episodes, we were too good yeah. at it, so yeah. they decided we weren't allowed that's to it. play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Lucy, your first listen. Your name and your second listen. Your name and your third and final listen. Your name. Lucy, I need your reverse or rehearsal. Economie. <laughs> Oh my! Why do you always laugh? Quick, at quick me? off the bat, there. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> Quickly, you forget. I learned yeah. that last week. Okay, oh Anna, God. you're up next. Your first listen. Your name and your second listen. Your name and your third and final listen. Your name, Anna. I need your reversal rehearsal. Eknomnim. Nice. <laughs> So, I shall reverse them, and we shall see what they sound like. Reversal rehearsal. Reversal rehearsal. So, before we listen back to what we sound like, let's have a guess at what we think the show is. Tom, you're first up. Can you guess what question I'm going to ask you before, Jess? (laughs) Can we hear it again? Do you want to hear it again? Yes, please. It has been a while. We've been uh, we've been we've been chatting away while Jazz is editing. So, Uh, okay, one more time for everyone. Once more. Ready? Your name. Oh, it doesn't get any easier, does it? No. Um, Does that benefit? You know. I don't know. I I'll be honest. I I have no idea this week. Um, I'm going to go with the pajama game. But I don't Ooh, sure. Again. Interesting. Interesting. Good one. Paul? No, I think it's shorter than that, but I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't got a real candidate. The only the only short one I can really think of is something like Evita, but it isn't. Mm, I, I did think yeah. of it. It sounds like three syllables, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But that throws you off sometimes. It does throw so. you off sometimes. Okay. Um, again, I agree with Paul. Sure. Only I can think sure. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Jean Paul Sartre play No Exit? No exit. So, Anna. <laughs> um, I've got a few choices, but I'm going to go with... Let's o- pick one. I'm going to go with Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma. I think... Again, I don't think it is this because there isn't a s- sound, but I think it might be sound of music just because there's a k- and I couldn't think of anything with a k- of music. I did. I did also <laughs> think sound of music possibly. Yeah. We always think the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there's always the same that. group, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. the, the syllables and the sounds that it makes. But okay, so first time round, I can tell you that nobody has got it correct. Would you like a second guess? Yeah. 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 Has it happened before? Yeah, it did happen before. I have no idea. I don't want a second guess because no, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. No. Uh, okay. No, yeah, no, Would you no. like to know what it is? Anna? I, yes. Anna, I have oh, a second Anna's guess. Got a second okay. I was going to say Mary Poppins, but I don't think that's it either. That is also incorrect, I'm afraid. And your other one? There's one more. Oh, Carousel, but I don't think it's that either. It's not Carousel. <laughs> you did think of Carousel, Can but you give it's us not a clue? Carousel. Um, no, because it will give it away. <laughs> the clue is he's going to play it forward. <laughs> <laughs> that is his clue. Go on then. Okay. You ready? 
Yeah. Yeah. Go on. It is me and my girl. Me and my girl. <laughs> Didn't even cross me my mind. Me and my girl. It hasn't yes. got a c- old. It, it depends. Where did that c- come from? Because it's not backwards. It's reverse. This is what I keep mm. telling you. I know, depending but how it's the, silly. Depending how the letters are, are placed together. Um, yeah. It makes right. different sounds. So, Tom, let's see what you sounded like backwards. Here you sounded go. like this. Okay, I'm name. <laughs> so, okay, I'm name. <laughs> and forwards, you sounded like this. Me and my girl. Oh, that was good. Yeah, nice. Close. Me and my Yeah. Next up, Nick, you backwards sounded like. Write your name. Write your name, that almost was. Yeah. And forwards sounded like this. Yeah, no, Oh, that's not bad. You've got the girl. Yeah. yeah. Paul, backwards. Go on. You sounded like this. I've no name. <laughs> <laughs> and forwards sounded like this. Me and my girl. That was very that was amazing. Oh, my. Lucy, you sounded like this backwards. Economie. And forwards sounded like this. Yay, Munchkit. That was nothing like it. Oh, my. Did you say Munchkit? Yeah, I'm a Munchkin. munchkin. I'm a Munchkin. I was actually, but that's the reason. Anna, backwards sounded like this. Yeah. Eknom name. Eknom name. Yeah. And forwards sounded like this. To be fair, you should get it the best because you had the most lessons. <laughs> Something like this. Min <laughs> Monte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the last so, bit, the My Girl. It is the My Girl. Okay. Who's the winner? So this week, because we have two guests, I'm, I'm going to let the girls pick. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got Tom with. Me and my pot. Me and my pot. Me and my pot. <laughs> Nick with and Paul with so the winner this week is drumroll please the guest team Paul and Nick well done well done (laughs) and rightly so and nobody nobody guessed so that makes the score 7-10 so 10 to the guest and 7 to Tom. That was Reverse Rehearsal. Reversal Rehearsal. So, guys, we understand that you are doing a show, in a show. Tell us all about it. Where should we begin? <laughs> yeah. go, go back to the start. So, Nick, I understand uh, that you wait, wrote you go this back to the start, show. And I suppose I've got to do that one because um, yeah, all right many quite a few years ago I went to an interview uh, and I thought to myself it must be really terrible to go to a really bad interview where something horrible happens because you're in a very vulnerable place <laughs> and that's all that was it there's nothing anyway cut forward about five ten years I moved into my flat and when I got there, it was January, the gas heating wasn't working. <laughs> and I know your rules here, no swearing, but I was in a very foul mood. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went, ended up having this engineer that came out on a few occasions and didn't fix it. And I ended up going to my 
mum's at that time was living in Newbury. Mum dad's living in Newbury. And with this anger that was inside of me, I wrote a short story called The Interview, which related to the uh, idea I had several years earlier with you know, in a bit of a vulnerable position. So I wrote this short story and I sent it around uh, quite a few people and it seemed to go down really, really well. So, and then one of my uh, friends suggested that, well, Nick, that could be either a play or a, or a film. I thought, okay, okay, let's just see if we can do a play out of that. And at that, this is the point where I started to get involved with uh, Newbridge Max Society. And uh, I pitched this idea with them and yeah, they, they, they were, they were up for it. So we ended up producing the interview. Um, at uh, Ace Space, if you, mm-hmm. if you know that book, uh, venue, um, featuring the gentleman on my left here, Paul, who was uh, playing the inter- interviewer, and then that had a, a good, a good reaction. Then a few of the cast suggested, "Why don't you go to Edinburgh?" Which yeah, we seemed a good idea at the time, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and then the rest, as they say, is uh, is history. The, the the play went down very well. Uh, the first time we did it, which was like early last year, um, I think because Newbury Dramatic has always kind of operated slightly separately from the rest of the the amateur groups in Newbury for some reason. But because uh, I'm I'm in various of the groups, so people knew me. Melissa was in the original production; people knew her. Quite a lot of people came to see it, and it's just that much better with an audience, and we yeah. got quite a lot of feedback. And it, it just went. It it was a nice thing. Uh, short, uh, small cast, um, and it, it, it was just a nice thing to do. Not light; it's a pretty intense, <laughs> dark piece, but it was it was it was good to do. And uh, Nick, I think, convinced the uh, committee of uh, New Dramatic to to allow us to take it to to Edinburgh. I'd never thought about taking a show to Edinburgh. Never in a million yeah. years. I, my my son did a show there a couple of years ago, and I'd been up there with him. So seeing what it was like, and it is a madhouse. It's yeah, <laughs> it's a, crazy. Amazing, amazing experience just to go as a as a visitor. Yeah, to go there as a performer, never even thought that chance would come up. Mm-hmm. So it, it was just like, wow, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where the struggle started. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a significantly bigger challenge to produce a show to take it away. Yeah. Than to do it locally because obviously you've got everything that's around you. Yeah, and your friends and it, and but to do it in Edinburgh is yeah is another uh, story. Uh, yeah. I was going to say perhaps at this point we should point out that Paul is actually the producer of the, this production, <laughs> but uh, everybody makes a mistake, you know. We can. So yeah, it's uh, there's six of us going up. Um, Nick, four in the cast, and uh, and uh, and Gavin our tech. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've got a little venue. Three o'clock every afternoon, you'll find us there doing the show. Um, and the rest of the time, we get to enjoy the festival, <laughs> which nice. is, is a bonus. And yeah. uh, Newbridge Dramatic were very kind in, in sort of initially funding the, the, the piece. We've had great support from Green and Trust, okay. uh, who've, who've actually, in the end, put up most of the money. Uh, donations from Waitrose and, mm-hmm. and the cast and, and other things we've done to, to raise the money. And we're kind of all set to go, really. That's great. Cool. Just need the audience now. Ooh, well, yeah. it's a difficult bit, yeah, particularly in Edinburgh. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, it, it, is so, it is so competitive. You know, you're, you're out flyering on the mile beforehand, and it seems like everybody you're giving a flyer to wants to give you, <laughs> you one are flyer. Back yeah. for their show. Yeah. So it, it's, really, it's really tough. It's very demoralising. You know, we've done flyering for shows yeah. in Newbury, 
Mm. And that's hard. But Edinburgh, it's just yeah. frantic. Mm. I suppose level. you need yeah. to make a good group of friends. Find a show that's got a massive cast. Make really good friends <laughs> with them. Buy them a few beers. Yeah. And then they'll all come watch it. <laughs> and, and give them free tickets. Yeah. 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 Maybe. That might help. Good thing yeah. about yeah. flying at the fringes is that you don't feel like a, a nuisance or like an inconvenience to people's True. day. You know, anyone, everyone that comes yeah, on yeah. takes yeah. They, they are, People are up there are open-minded and looking yeah. for to see shows. It's just you've got to compete with 3,000 other shows. Yeah. Yeah. And if they don't take a flyer, then why are they in Edinburgh in August? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, can't, I, can't, I can't think of any other reason to be in Edinburgh in August. That is, that is poor planning, that. Yeah. <laughs> so there's actually something before Edinburgh, isn't there? Am I right in thinking that? Uh, yes, yes, there is. Yeah, we, um, as part, we needed a, a kind of final warm-up, final preview uh, show uh, or rehearsal, call it whatever you want, um, in Newbury before we went, just to get us all honed in and Part of the uh, fundraising request, we suggested that we do a charity performance. Mm. So what's happened is uh, the nice people at New Era have loaned us their theatre for one night and are providing lots of support to us. Um, And we're doing the show on August the 2nd, Wednesday, August the 2nd. Um, Because the show in Edinburgh is only less than an hour, we'll perhaps have some other things on as well. Um, But tickets are available for that. Give okay. out the numbers and the, the, the email address. Yeah. Um, and it's selling well. And that will be a kind of uh, farewell <laughs> Newbury yeah. before we all get in the cars and drive north. So yeah. how how much in advance is that before you go to Edinburgh? When are you in Edinburgh? Uh, um, we go up to Edinburgh on Saturday the 5th and the show is on is three days before. So it will be our last rehearsal, apart from wow. talking to ourselves on the journey up. <laughs> It will be it will be a final rehearsal. It, it's beyond dress rehearsal because we'll have an audience and we'll be doing it completely properly and, yeah. and you know, as we would do it in Edinburgh, which is an interesting challenge because you have the space in Edinburgh for exactly one hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's tricky. So, you know, you, yeah. you're, you're, you have to get your set on stage, you have to refocus lights, you have to get the audience in, get ready. Perform and then do it all in and reverse and get and get out again. It's it's quite challenging. So we're going to do something very similar mm. at New Era mm. and, and literally just walk in and be ready to go. Practice run, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. They're very strict on they as well. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah well, there's no, there's another company Thanks. waiting to come in. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's that's the thing. Somebody else who's worked as hard as you have. Yeah. And <laughs> has got as much commitment to their show. Mm. Is waiting in the wings and does not want to be thirty yeah. seconds late. So you better not forget your monologue. <laughs> Yeah. Come on to that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the the, the show is kind of a thank you to people who supported us. Yeah. We're raising money for Thames Valley Air Ambulance, okay, which good, is actually. kind of an ongoing good cause. I've had good reason to be mm-hmm. thankful for it, for Air Ambulance. I know other people in the amateur uh, theatre world in Newbury have as well. So yeah. uh, Probably just in the whole world you should be yeah. thankful yeah. for yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. should be, yeah. So, so the show, course. tell us more what it's about and and who we meet. Okay, Um, it's about a very corrupt businessman called Ian Marchbanks. Ian Marchbanks discovers what he believes is his dream job um, and he basically lies and cheats his way to this interview. However, when he gets to the interview and meets the gentleman on my left here, uh, Mr. (laughs) Paul Strickland, um, he realises that this interview, without giving the plot away, it's not anything like it appeared to be, and is subjected to a well. It's a really harrowing emotional roller coaster. Uh, it just 
gets worse and worse and worse. And basically, whatever bad experiences you've had, and if you maybe you've had bad experiences yourself in an interview, but I promise you this is much worse. <laughs> yeah, I've been to some bad ones. I have been to <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, it, it spirals out of control for the guy. He, he thinks he's totally in control. And he's he, not. He knows nothing. So yes. does it happen in quite a comedic way, or is it no. quite serious? No, it's or? quite. Dark. I mean, there, quite dark. there are some lighter touches, but I'd say overall, it's kind of a dark. dark yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something. I mean, are you familiar with, say, the film Phone Booth? Anybody know Phone oh, Booth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That so kind of intense entrapment. Yeah, yeah. I see. Cool. That's the kind of thing that we. Well, that, actually, that was one of the influences of the film was Phone Booth. That was one. I just like that. I'm really sadistic as a writer. <laughs> I like putting people in horrible situations and seeing them suffer. And you say you want to find love. <laughs> it doesn't well, yeah, add up. Yeah, this is a strange, um, yeah, dichotomy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a complex person. <laughs> Lovely. Um, whereabouts, what venue are you guys at in, in the Fringe? Uh, if you know, it's Surgeon's Hall, um, which is with the Space UK. Um, and it's... Um, it's worth theatre three there. I mean, it's kind of like a big meeting room done up as a, as a theatre kind of thing. So they put like that drapes down and they do like a stage. And I have to say, quite a small stage. I mean, it's only sort of, well, I say five metres by two metres, but that's with the, the end bits curtailed. So it's, um, it's like a trapezium shape. Oh, okay. So we really, that's one thing we have to do with the, with the rehearsal. We weren't actually putting down markings saying, well, this is the, the dynamics. This is, sorry, the dimensions of the stage. And uh, then trying to get all this stuff, which I don't want to spoil the plot line, but um, <laughs> scenes had to be worked out in a very small space. Yeah. Which, although in some ways we think that's a good thing because it, it creates a claustrophobia, which is, I think, for this particular place, very good. It, it's kind of like you're in there with in the broom cupboard with them. Yeah. You know, really, really sweating it out kind of thing. And, yeah. and, and, and the audience will be physically close to them. There's only like about a meter between the front row and the stage, oh which, again, I think helps to give that, that audience um, a form of relationship. You know, yeah. you'll, you'll go there with them kind of thing. Mm. Mm. It's, nice a great, it's a great venue for stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, that's our backup plan. Yeah. I'll just go up. <laughs> awesome. Brilliant. So I'm guessing people can get tickets through uh, the Fringe box office. Yeah, from the yes. Fringe. If you go on the Ed Fringe website and search yep. for the interview, we come up, or alternatively... The space, which is the venue group we're on, you can buy tickets through that. Okay, through that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'll include yeah. all of this in the show notes. Cool. Um, yeah. And there's a fringe the... app now as well, so I'm sure yeah. you can find that. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just release that. Yeah, yeah. they'll tell you how far away you are from that show. You can sort it in order of shows starting soonest yeah. and yeah. where they are. Yeah. 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 It's it's a paid show. Tickets, okay. I believe, are eight pounds. But we're doing bank session. We're doing the usual friends, uh, friends of the fringe concession and two for ones on on the early days. And I, I think there are people who are looking for good value. Yeah, and they see, yeah, you know, they've joined friends of the fringe, and they go, oh, "That's a show. We can get two tickets for one." Yeah. And we've sold an alarming number of tickets <laughs> already to people who have no idea who we are, uh, which is great. Good, brilliant. Well, really well, I, I, I think your bribes are worth well. <laughs> when I went up to the fringe, I was I was uh, it was a few years ago, and I would take maybe like five hundred pound with me for like four or five days, and just blow through all of it on shows so i think yeah, yeah. the the cheaper shows you can find is is if, if it's reasonable anyway then you'll you'll attract more people i think yeah, yeah. which is um, good the, the the space which is the, the venue group we're in have got what 15 18 venues yeah that's and the, the usual arrangement applies if you're a performer at one of the shows 
and there are spare seats at the back of the auditorium and you just walk in. Yeah. Um, yeah so just... you can almost, if you're a performer, you can, you can see a great deal. Yeah. Um, for, for not very much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, we had that before when, uh, so we took a show up to the fringe yeah. and you could see any of the other shows performing at the venue you yeah, were yeah, at, which yeah. is great because you got to see loads of like free stuff. And, and it's amazing and see what how it that like. affects your psychology with that because you'll suddenly say, well, I don't normally go see this, but it's free. Hey, yeah. You end up seeing like a children's show. I thought, well, yeah, 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 I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really good show, you know. Yeah. I thought, Okay, yeah, I can pretend I'm seven years old again. With this, <laughs> exactly, you know, yeah. it's, um, it was funny. I mean, it's, yeah, you, you go, mind you, you go all sorts with the film. I mean, you go from their children's shows to, I don't know, fire jugglers to burlesque to whatever you like. Yeah, and I, I, think, I, you know. I, was, I was just looking at the shows that were on in our venue, in our room, yeah. during our show week. And as Nick said, it starts with a kid's show in the morning. <laughs> and then crazy. you've got some, you've got some LGBT and then some this and some of yeah. that. And it's, just, and that's our room. <laughs> one room. Yeah. And then there's 18 other rooms in our venue group. And then there's all the other venue groups. Yeah. Yeah. You, you could take 20 people to the fringe and they would each come away with a totally different experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you've got to go, if you go with an open mind, you can see anything. If you, yeah. if you have a particular interest, Equally, you could fill your time just for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so everything, I think, is an explosion of creativity. Yeah. Um, There's yeah. nothing else like it, is there? Absolutely. Well, that's no, they all nothing go there. that I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, uh, so, oh. uh, like I say, um, I mean, I've been to some of the other fringes like Brighton and uh, Buxton and Camden. And yeah, Edinburgh Fringe is just a world apart. I mean, yeah. so, obviously, being so much bigger, um, it's just so much variety. It's just so much energy there. There's so much, you know. Anything goes. I mean, it's incredible because it just takes over the city. There's a, there's a, a, a bar has a, like a spare function room. It becomes a theatre. You know, mm. everything, every single room. And you do things like, um, and I think was it one of my friends was saying they saw a, a play about a laundrette in a laundrette. <laughs> you know, that, that's the kind of thing they do there. They just great. Yeah, they just you know just go for it kind of thing. It's it's, it's, an, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, mm. any space they can get, and someone yeah. someone yeah. just before. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Awesome. Um, so tickets for the Newbury show, how can people get tickets for um, that? If they phone me, my number's 07785-328-400 or email to ndsinterview at mail.com. Okay, uh, wonderful. I'll put that on the site. show notes. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Um, there, and there are very few tickets left. It's a, it's a very small, intimate venue, New, new Era Theatre, mm-hmm. um, and we've probably only got about 20 tickets left. Oh, my. Uh, we've, had a f- we've had quite a lot of interest on Facebook for it. Yeah. If people want to guarantee they've got a ticket, they need to get in touch with me. Okay. I'd hate anybody to be turned away at the door. Mm. Oh, one thing that is just cash on the night, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 They, they can send yeah. me cash in everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take checks, cards, <laughs> anything. But, yeah, uh, we're taking reservations, so. Wonderful. Thank you very much today, nice. guys. I appreciate that. It was um, it was good nice fun, and uh, it was nice to uh, learn about how it's going because I've seen so much about it and people talking about it and when it happened first time round and yeah. that. Yeah. So it was um, yeah, it was nice to know know a bit more. Mm. So yeah, it was really good today. Good cool. luck with it as well. Yeah, yeah. Guys yeah. Love yeah. You. Enjoy, enjoy the fringe. Well, it's still available for both shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just pop so. to Edinburgh. Yeah, Edinburgh. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Cool. Thank you very much today. Thanks. Thank you. Cheers, And now on to the West End section. Over to Tom. Hello. Um, Well, today we're not really doing a West End section. (gasps) We are doing a bit of a special one, and it's going to be the same for the next episode because, uh, unless you've not been listening to the first half of this episode, there is a very special arts festival going on uh, (gasps) for all of, well, 
this goes out on the 31st, but for all of August, basically, which is the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So unless Woo-hoo! you've been living under a rock, it's the <laughs> biggest arts festival in the world. Uh, the Fringe festivals are spread out to like, there's Melbourne, Bath, Cambridge. Nick was talking about them earlier, actually. Um, so yeah, I thought uh, we'd, we'd do sort of a, a Fringe special. Um, so, say, like I said, same for, same for the next episode as well. I just thought we'd have a look at... Uh, at, at I've got some statistics here about the the percentages of what types of shows are on, if that makes sense. I love a so, statistic. Yeah. So um so theatre, there is twenty-seven percent of, comedy, thirty-four percent, music, fifteen, musicals and opera, four percent, children's shows, five percent, dance, circus and physical theatre, three percent, cabaret and variety and event, four percent each. Spoken word, 3%, and exhibitions, 1%. I am surprised. Um, Thoughts? Was it musical and opera? You said it was like 4%? Or yeah. Yeah, there's uh, musical and opera, 4%. That there's, shocks me. There's, um, there's more kids' shows than musicals happening yeah. at the fringe. There's, there's, I, there's, I there's not a huge even... amount, to be fair, though, like when, when you go up. Mm, yeah. I didn't even know there was Crazy. kids' shows, to be honest. I think that's good, though. Right. Well, there's, there's, we there's, saw there's quite was... a lot of kids' shows, actually. I, I mean, like, 3, 3% doesn't sound like a lot, but bear in mind there's, like... 3,000 shows. Yeah, over over 3,000 yeah. shows going on, so it's, it is quite a lot. It's, yeah. it's probably about 100 or so. Um, yeah, um... So, uh, thoughts? So, you, you think you're surprised by, by musicals and opera? Yeah, yeah I thought I that am. would be the majority. There's, um, there's quite a, there's quite a sort of, well, I don't know if this is like a, a well known sort of thing, but when I, I used to go up to the, the Fringe Festival with a, a group, a theatre group that I was with, there was always this thing that anything followed by the musical or any musical at the fringe yeah. is always awful not saying really? that not saying that anyone really? that is doing a musical at the fringe is it means it's going to be bad but it was always this sort of thing like oh what are you going to see oh i'm going to see this the musical and they'd be like oh don't know oh, about yes. that yeah don't know about that and, and then they would always they would always be bad as well i saw you're in town the musical, which was I, by I saw you in town, Royal Scottish Conservatoire, which was amazing. Every show they do is is always good because they're a, mm-hmm. they're a drama school. Yeah. Um, well, not always the case, but but yeah. is, is usually um, Avenue Q, which was the official sort of tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, that's um, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. And uh, Showstoppers, the improvised musical, that's what it's called. Oh yeah, that was at the Fringe. That was brilliant. I'd love to see that. Um, but yeah, f- musicals tend to be sort of the thing you avoid at the fringe, wow. which is which is kind of nice actually because there's so much musical theatre everywhere mm. in, in London and, yeah. and America and everywhere that you theatre gets pushed out of the way quite a lot. And was it theatre that was the highest? Th- th- no, no, no. So comedy is the highest. Comedy oh, is comedy yeah. at thirty four. I can understand that. The, f- the fringe is sort of becoming almost a bit of a comedy festival, which yeah. I. I don't want it to become, and no. I, don't, I don't think it will, but it, it is sort of heading that way at the minute. There's, there's a lot of stand-up. Yeah, but that's what it's always been known for. That's where It's because comedy's easy to do, I think, isn't it? Not necessarily stand-up, comedians. but comedy shows. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Like, comedy, uh, most of the comedians have been at the Fringe Festival at yeah. some point, haven't mm. they? Lots yeah. of them have. And it's kind of easier because it's usually one person on their own. You don't have to organise yeah. all the extra bits, I suppose. So that's, yeah, definitely. that's understandable. Um yeah, I was I was talking to uh, name drop. I was talking to Phil Jupiter's. Um, <laughs> oh, I see how uh, it is. Yeah, I was talking to talking to Phil Jupiter's at the Fringe because he does he goes up and does a show every single year, stand up show. Um, and he says that I actually I actually really really agree with this as well. I don't know what you guys think, but he says that 
every celebrity or famous person that goes up to the show and does a fringe show, uh, does a, a fringe show or stand up gig yeah. should also do a free fringe and stand up gig because yeah. I went to see he did a show called Porky the Poet where he just written a load of poems and he was basically reading poems did a, a little bit of sort of stand up as well and it was free you you give a donation and then he was selling a book with the poems that he'd read in uh, for for a tenner which I I, I bought and yeah. there, there was like fifty of them to buy each night or something but uh, I think it's quite quite a good idea yeah. to get. I mean, I don't really feel like, from what I've heard, I've not actually been to the Fringe myself, but I feel like the Fringe isn't really meant for people who are already famous and doing well. It's for people that are trying. Up and there is a yeah. lot of people that get famous from the Fringe. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah there is. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's quite a good sort of uh, sort of quite a good thing to follow that you, you should always try and do a free show because free Fringe is something that gets pushed out of the way quite a lot. And some of the some of the best shows I've seen the uh, Fringe free, have been free yeah. Fringe. Um, and in a way, they're sort of the riskiest ones to do because mm. like if say for example if it's all an act to show to the fringe i don't think we would do it free would we just because how are you going to make a profit exactly, there's, all, yeah. there's always donation buckets but there's that risk of it still not making a profit it would have to be funded by someone yeah you know I mean? yeah yeah exactly yeah. The, uh, the interview group was saying that uh obviously they've got new greening trust and stuff like that supporting them yeah and then theirs is paid as well so it is free fringe is something that i think if if you are at the fringe this month at any point or or any any up and coming year at the fringe you should definitely check out some free fringe stuff definitely some really good stuff and look out for phil Jupiter. you should be doing a you should be doing a show there as well yeah for and sure. he, he does meet and greets afterwards that's really nice i, I think that's that's really nice it's, it's humble and down to earth and stuff when people that have made it and especially him coming from the fringe do you know what i, I mean i think that's probably He's how he started giving, out it giving something me, back do you know what i mean it's, yeah it's i think it's really nice i think it's really important um just shows that yeah we are all human do you know what i mean we can yeah yeah yeah. You, you're not that that class above the rest no, yeah. i think it's really good definitely really nice. um and just to finish off the uh the, the west end section um i found a, an article on what's on stage there's <laughs> just 10 of the weirdest edinburgh fringe show names <laughs> um i'm not going to read all of them out some of them i can't really read out on this podcast because it's a, a family podcast tell us later but um <laughs> I just thought uh, if anyone is at the fringe and listens to the podcast, see if you can find the uh, the the weirdest the weirdest name show possible. Some of the ones that made me laugh was uh, there's one that's just called "Come Look at the Baby." What? And it was just uh, <laughs> a seventh month a seven month old baby will be on stage simply oh. being a baby for uh, for half an hour with granny. <laughs> and people just rock up and watch. Yeah. I would I would go and watch that. No, I bet you this just bearing, just bearing in mind happen. this is yeah. uh, bearing in mind this is last year's but yeah. you know some of the, well, some of the shows might be returning like What section was that under? Yeah, that's important. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I imagine if that's a comedy. Like, it would probably okay. it would probably be under exhibition, wouldn't it? <laughs> Children. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know what would come under. Or are they being serious? Is it like seriously how you look after a baby? I, th- like, I, think it, I think it is literally just a, a baby on stage. We saw a show at the Fringe uh, a couple of years ago of a woman who uh, mime conducted like Beethoven's Fifth Symphony with like strobe lights and stuff. And they did it all <laughs> backwards. What? And that was the end of the show. It was like an hour what? long. So yeah, there's, some, there's some weird stuff. Um, it's some, saw, some of the stuff's hit and miss. But. I remember going up. So the shows we saw were You're in Town, Bat Boy, and The Wizard of Oz in drag. Yeah. <laughs> so all the characters were in drag. So but how the, do you do that? The, like, how do you do a drag lion? A, 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 it was just, uh, it was weird. It was 
Ah, uh, you you get Dorothy. some some yeah. stuff so, you would never ever so expect. Bizarre. I yeah. saw one of the best shows I've ever seen at the Fringe was called Sing for Your Life, and a a lady had got her had her family dog had died and she got it stuffed, so she it was taxidermized, but they'd done a really bad job of it. It was awful. <laughs> it looked really really ugly. It was it was disgusting. Oh my! Um, kind laugh. of funny and disturbing to look like. Yeah. And she thought, you know what? Maybe I could make a cabaret puppet show with <laughs> taxidermized animals. So she's got like a fox that's been hit by a lorry, stuffed, and it was used. It was, it was honestly, it was such a good show though. Like the, the puppet, it was really professional, like puppeteering work. It was fantastic. <laughs> and oh, it was, but there was like, there's like these, obviously they all look really horrible and, and yeah. really scabby. And it was, it was brilliant. And it was all like pop culture songs. Like there was a chicken that, that did Britney Spears slave. And, oh, nice. Uh, it, nice. It was hilarious. Really good. So if that's up there again, look out for that. <laughs> um, anyway, two more shows. Uh, <laughs> that is a show right over your yeah. street. Oh, it's yeah. great. It's so good. <laughs> I want to see it again. On the conditions and possibility of Hillary Clinton taking me as her young lover. <laughs> What? That is the name of a show. Yeah. It's a bit of a long title, isn't it? It is, but there's... Yeah, <laughs> but but like, trying to sell that. Stood on, the sh- <laughs> stood on the street with a flyer. Please come and see. You wouldn't get to the hill. Yeah. It yeah. is, but I mean, there's there's shows that have stupidly long... There's there's no rules at the Fringe. There are literally no, no rules. No. Uh, and the last one, which I've left to last because it's my favourite. <laughs> a young man dressed as a gorilla, dressed as an old man, sits rocking in a rocking chair for 56 minutes, then leaves. Eight. <laughs> Dot, 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 eight. eight. Eight? Yeah. What the hell is that about? Oh, my. And the, the description, it does exactly what and it says on the tin. It <laughs> looks like she's just, she's a baby that's just eating like spinach for the first time. <laughs> it does exactly what it says on the tin. This surrealist piece is all about the audience reaction as they realise that, yes, nothing else is going to happen. The real fun starts as punters try to entertain themselves and heckles throughout, throughout the hour. Uh, it's eighth visit. That's why it's eight. It's it's on its eighth visit to the French oh, Festival. What the show is on for one performance only. So not only have people already seen it seven times, they're rocking up going, "Oh no, I'm going to see. I'm going to watch a bloke sit in a chair for an hour, knowing that he's just going to sit that's in a chair I mean, for weird. an hour." <laughs> but I mean, it's sort of. I guess it's one of those things. that's less like um, it's less of a show and more of like a sort of social experiment. It, yeah, that's what which I'm is which say. is what the fringe like is, a, is open like to. Yeah. You can literally go and do anything. You could literally... We could literally take a podcast up and people could just watch us yeah. record a podcast. You could literally go to the fringe, <laughs> sit in a room, stare at a wall for an hour. And I mean, I know that's the sort of thing, like if an artist yeah. did that, you'd be like, oh, for God's sake, they're just trying to make money. But yeah. the fringe is like not about money. You, no, you don't make any money. Yeah. It's about like how people react and stuff. That's so crazy. yeah, crazy. yeah it's, it's a weird show, but quite a cool concept at the same time. Because, you know, you, you, it's, it is that sort of realisation that if you sat there for an hour and, you know, it's like like when you, when you go on and something's already happening on stage and you're waiting for the overture to start or someone yeah. to start speaking. It's that sort of thing. You're sort of like, right, well, we're 11 yeah. minutes in now. And the thing is, oh, like, I know, realistically, I would not pay money to, like, go and just stare at, like, nothing. But the fact that they've written that and it says that people start heckling and stuff, I would want to go now just to see to what's going to happen. Other people. Like, well, to see well, other people's to, reactions. To be honest, when, when you're at the Fringe... If if you've not been, you sort of like walk down the mile, which is where everyone flies. Mm. You see a show name that catches your eye. You don't know anything about it, or you you look at the app and it says there's a show starting in three minutes, two miles away from your. Uh, it, like not two miles, you can't remember three minutes and two miles. Well, maybe, <laughs> but you, you know, I mean, there's okay. there's a show starting close to you very soon, and you just just go and sit in and watch it, and whatever whatever is on is on. Obviously, there's some shows that you usually plan, but you just sort of rock up and get what you get, which is 
sort of the beauty of the fringe. Yeah. Do they still do the uh, lucky dip raffle thing? So you pick a date, you pick a time, you pay your money, and then they just pick a random show for you. And Don't you just know, but rock up and that do- sounds like a yeah, um, good idea. Yeah, just like a raffle for shows. Yeah. It's quite cool. Fair yeah. enough. Anyway, yeah, awesome. that's all from uh, all from the fringe section. So yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. It's going to be a, fr- a fringe section. Fringe section. Fringe section. Part one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, over to the okay. ladies. Over to the ladies. News and social. Whoop whoop. News and social. Whoop whoop. Ladies, what do we have this week? So there's not much going on. I think because it's August, people are on holidays and things. So we've literally and the written. And the fringe. <laughs> um, so we've literally written everything down that's on the Noda website, plus a couple of other ones that people have asked us to chuck in. Um, so firstly, we've got Bridge to a Fast by Cuckfield Dramatic Society at the Players Theatre in Hurst Pierpoint from their second to the fifth of August. And then next we have Beauty and the Beast. Uh, by In the Wings at the Izzard Theatre in Bexhill-on-Sea from the 3rd to the 5th of August. We've also got Susical the Musical by Centre Stage Productions Youth at the Point in Eastleigh from the 3rd to the 5th of August. So that's a youth production. Oh, I'd Thank love you. to see Susical. Like uh, next we've got Legally Blonde the Musical by L- Little Hampton Musical and Comedy Club at the Windmill Entertainment Centre in Little Hampton from the 9th to the 12th of August. So the next one we've got is an audition. It's a murder mystery audition for Shawbury Village Players. And their next murder mystery production is Murder at a Bake Off. So I'm guessing a spin from like the Bake Off the show. Um, And that's at the Shawbury Village Hall on the 10th of August at 7.30. So I feel like that's not just any audition that you could go to, like for, say, for example, like going to a Wizard of Oz audition and auditioning for Dorothy. You know what you're going to get. This one, I think, is a bit of improvisation, like a murder mystery usually is. It's sounds like quite quite a fun thing to do. Yeah. So yeah. if you you're near the Shawbury area and you want to get involved in something, you've got a bit of spare time. A bit of murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, next, uh, we've. This is going local. So in West Berkshire, we've got Chase Me Up Farndale Avenue by the Kennett Amateur Theatre Society at Bucklebury Memorial Hall from the 10th to the 12th of August. Also, just a reminder of our previous guest, Joe Perdue. He's got his uh, performance of Unfolding Tales on the 12th of August at Stockwell Playhouse. 11th, 11th and 12th. 11th and yeah. 12th, yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's on both dates. No, that's, good. that's cool. And then finally, obviously, don't forget, uh, thank you very much for Nick and uh, Paul coming on today. Uh, so don't forget to see their show, the interview on the 2nd of August at New Era Theatre in Newbury. Or if you fancy going up to the Fringe um, from the 5th to the 12th of August, um, they're at the Surgeon's Hall, which is in the space. Okay. So please go see it. It sounds awesome. Lovely. Yeah. I'd also like to give a very quick shout out to uh, Newbury Youth Theatre, who is the group that I went up to the Fringe with three or so years in a row. Um, they are doing a show, which I can't for the life of me remember the name of. It's quite long, but they're at Venue uh, venue 40, the Quaker Meeting House, just opposite the Underbelly in the Fringe. Um, and you can find them, Newbury Youth Theatre. They fly on the mile every single day. They're up there and they're up there for like a week. Uh, it's family slash kids show. Um, so if you've, if you've got kids or even if you don't, if you just fancy watching a, a family show, then look out for them, Newbury Youth Theatre. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you very much today, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jasmine. Thank you very Cheers, much. Sure. So please do find us on social media, have a look on our website, have a look on our calendar on the website and see if there's anything near you that you would love to see. If there is and you've seen it, get in touch with us. 
If you write a review, we can put it on our website. If you'd like to do that, let us know. It's all an act at outlook.com. How would you like to say bye today, guys? How do they say goodbye at the Edinburgh Fringe? At the end of their shows. Have you seen anyone say goodbye in a good way? Uh... (laughs) No, they just sort of bow. Or maybe not even do that. Uh, yeah, shows. the trouble with bowing is no no one can see us. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should just bow. sit in a rocking chair for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the podcast. We just yeah, do the yeah. intro and then the outro, but 56 minutes worth yeah. of nothingness. Yeah, that'd be a good intro. Here's a fringe, so, yeah. fringe podcast. Okay. Right, so here goes the bow. Okay, here's, here's the bow. <gasps> that was us bowing. Hang on to the tech. Uh, oh yeah to the, to, the, to the music to, to the orchestra to the yay and one more and another bow it's oh. at podcast and the encore <laughs> <laughs>